listening to highlights from an episode of The Creative Process. To listen to the full interview or hear more about The Creative Process projects, please visit www.creativeprocess.info. The truth of the matter is that there are some people who are born to be um, creative. Um, they're born to be artists. And um, the importance of fostering that is necessary because if we each fulfill our purpose um, as humans, then society is better off for it. So in other words, if I had been anything else uh, other than what I have become, I would have only been living uh, up to half of my potential. And so that's really important to address that uh, I have a lot of students whose parents don't want them to be artists because it doesn't make money. But that means they're only living up to half of their potential because they're truly meant to be artists. And so it's, society needs to shift its understanding on what is important. I was wondering, as you're beginning a work of art, these works on paper, these paintings, what do, what do you begin with? Is it feeling or memories you have, or were you thinking what, the, what you want to, the audience to experience? That's a great question. A lot of uh, the work that I, uh, that I work with is um, based on my memory as a survivor of the Lebanese Civil War. Beirut is a very layered city, uh, having been destroyed uh, now eight times. It was just previously destroyed seven times. Uh, and so it was first settled 5,000 years ago. So throughout the city, you see these layers of history. You see these Roman excavations. And, and so it makes a lot of sense for me to layer the canvas in a certain way so that um, as I am uh, layering, I'm also excavating and I'm, I'm erasing and I'm digging into the surface. And so there are a lot of things to consider when making an image. Um, I always tell my students, when you're painting, you're not coloring in. You have to, uh, it's a lifelong learning experience uh, to understand what the material of paint really is. I'm very interested in memory as well. And it's interesting because if you do speak to people who have not had, maybe not even just war experiences, but haven't had traumatic experiences, say in their youth, they often don't have, or they say they don't remember a lot from their childhood. Like, it's interesting like when some, you know, if somebody takes something from you or somebody marks you in a way then you remember it you have a scar you have or psychic scar metaphoric scar um so it you were talking about living in a state of vigilance you are um aware you know because <laughs> you have to protect yourself so in some way it can i think kind of train the artistic practice which is one of noticing and taking in it would be very pretentious of me to say that this is not a cathartic practice. It absolutely is. Um, and uh, the, I don't mean for it to be necessarily, but I just remember, for example, I kept having this recurring uh, dream of the shelter that we used to hide in. And it was always the same dream, going down the steps uh, into darkness, basically. 
And finally, I, I worked for months on this one painting of that exact dream. And then I stopped having the dream. And that was after about 15 years of having this dream very, very recurrently. And so it's just interesting. Again, you know, there's so much we don't know about how the mind works. I'm, I'm certainly not a psychologist uh, to be able to analyze that. Uh, but uh, I do remember quite a bit from that time period. I, I remember almost everything. And I talked to family members and they seem to have blocked a lot of it out. Uh, but I remember quite a bit and I remember things in details uh, down to, for example, how shattering glass looked as it fell. Uh, things, you know, very, very small details tend to stick in my mind. All right. Well, I think, um, you know, something that we have been asking people and now I think particularly with the pandemic and also for you being distant from family in Beirut, uh, our thoughts are on the future. And we have time now to reflect on how we might, you know, work towards giving a better future to the next generation. I know you must think about it also with your teaching. Uh, Yes, so I think that uh, there's a struggle that a lot of uh, art teachers are going through uh, nationwide and worldwide. Um, I don't know how it is in Europe, frankly, but in the States, uh, there's much less emphasis on the importance of the arts uh, in public schools, for example, and in universities. Um, so it's, it makes me very sad because uh, the arts and the humanities in general um, are critical in creating uh, a conscientious society, uh, a feeling society, a society that um, can not only uh, achieve, but can ethically achieve. And so I think that people constantly underestimate the importance of that. Um, and, you know, we, we talk about um, how detrimental binary thinkers can be sometimes. Um, binary thinkers are the way they are because uh, they don't understand the importance of nuance. And that nuance is often, that gray zone is often where the arts lie. Um, and I think that that's such an important aspect of uh, society. I mean, like I said, we don't just need to achieve, we need to achieve with, with meaning and with heart and with, with morality. Want to get involved in exhibitions or interviews? Email us at team at creativeprocess.info. Thank you for listening.